What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. Fatherhood's Fatherhood's Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. Yo, Fatherhood's fam, when you're out and about with your baby and they start wilding out, what do you do? Most dudes are fumbling through the traditional baby bag their lady prepped for them, trying to find that one thing that will calm the kid down. That doesn't have to be your life. Dig no more. The firstborn diaper backpack from Fly Dad has over 21 compartments to have everything right where you need it to be for you and your baby and keeping you fly through the process. Get $20 off when you visit flydadgear.com slash fatherhoods. All right, fatherhoods, this is another, it's going to be a very compelling episode. I already feel it. Um, we had a little bit of green room banter and it was pretty dope. So, um, we have a guest today, and all three of the fatherhoods are with you today. So yeah. we, should, we should clap it up for that. Yeah, we here all of a sudden. No children that uh, got in the way of today. Well, I want to get you. You got. I'm about to be in the. I'm about to be in the trenches. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll jump into that. But um, so I kind of want to half-ass introduce the guest. I'm gonna turn it over to him, but. I want to start with just by sharing an experience I had um, that kind of led to having the guests come come through. So I was at a conference earlier this year, um, and those of you listening know that, you know, uh, I have a brand, we have a brand called Fly Dad, and through that brand, like, we're involving ourselves in a lot of entrepreneurial conferences, things that are going to help enhance what I do as a one of the leaders of the company, but also just how we ensure that we're doing, we're, we're living by the mission of the company. And so this conference that I went to was one of those, and Garen was one of the speakers at the conference and Garen has a long history. We'll get into hopefully a lot of those details, but very interesting person with a lot of life experiences that I think are very relevant for our audience. But he took us through a shit, like a meditation exercise is what it was. And it was one of the most humbling experiences. And I'll tell you really quickly why. And very different from anything I've experienced. So we, as we, as we grow, right. Um, kids are trying to become teenagers. Teenagers are trying to become adults and everybody's always on this race to try to grow. Right. So we, once we hit our, our stride or we're in our like meteor part of adulthood, we don't ever, we rarely reflect back to kind of the essence of who we are from a very uh, innocent phase in our lives. Just typically when we're young, right? Like, five, six, seven years old, maybe, right? Um, and so that's what the meditation exercise was all about. It was about tapping into your inner child, listening to that voice, and allowing that voice to shine, listening to, acknowledging, and tapping into that part of yourself that's deep within that you oftentimes just suffocate. Like, you just kind of, you know. Suppress. Suppress, exactly. And it was a profound experience because – once you kind of allow yourself to go through that process, like all these different memories, lows, highs, all these different experiences show up and whatever you choose to kind of focus on will allow you to kind of almost unlock another phase in who you are, 
which is like a, a it was a wild experience. And I only did it one time uh, in, in like, I don't know, Garen, what was it, like 15 minutes, 10 minutes that you were speaking? But yo, my, yo, my man sang. My man had an ill voice. He sang. He went through this meditation and he just kind of shared his, you know, his story with us. Without like, ayahuasca. Without ayahuasca. <laughs> now I yeah. teach you how to be your own medicine. Right. Yeah. So, 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 Garen, please. I mean, I shared a little bit about kind of what you do, but like, please tell the people who you are and kind of h- how you get down. Well, my name is Garen Stefan Jones. First and foremost, I want to acknowledge um, each of you leaders and fathers uh, on here for creating a platform like this. So, uh, stories like mine have wings. Um, and so I just want to, you know, give you your flowers while you're still alive for even, you know, being brave enough to put yourself out there like that. Thank um, you. You're welcome. Um, so just a little bit about me. Uh, the last, I'd say 13 years ago, cause my story, I could go all the way back to when I was four years old. It was like hit the rock bottom of the rock bottom of the rock bottom to the point where, you know, discovery channel has done, done, um, just documentaries on my prison story or me living in my car and, and like completely transforming my life. But, and 13 years ago, I lived out of my car for two and a half years, $250,000 in debt, ex-convict, father was murdered when I was 12 years old. Um, everybody in my family is pretty much overweight and obese. I started putting on the weight. Um, my girlfriend had broken up with me because uh, I couldn't get my life together. My first daughter, uh, Kylea, um, she pretty much disowned me because I didn't at that time realize that you can't give what you don't have. So I didn't love myself. I resented him. I hated what I looked like, what I felt like, and had no idea that my the outside was the physical manifestation of what was going on inside of me. And so all of that came to a head before I close this out, um, it was August 2011 at 3.43 in the morning. And I remember being on the corner of La Brea and Hollywood while I was still living in my car. And I just screamed out, okay, I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I want to be surrounded by nothing but positive people. I just want to inspire people. And I want to make a bunch of money, but I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in that I would do for free. Just show me a sign. And to close this out, I didn't know what the sign was going to be. Now, mind you, I've been on MTV, BET. I used to be a signed artist with um, uh, over with Luda over at DTP, Def Jam. Um, I used to go by my middle name, Steph Jones. And I was a model that traveled all over the world, did all kinds of commercials and everything. And yet still I find myself in this situation. Five days after I made that call out, um, there was a homeless guy that, that um, was asking me for money when I was in Inglewood, my last $2. You live in LA, gas is like $4.50 like 10 years ago. Uh, and I said, you have more money than me. And the homeless guy says, change your mindset, change your life. Mm. Those words right there. From that point, I started training myself to do the opposite of everything that I wouldn't normally do in areas of my life where I wasn't happy. And right now, 13 years later, my life is a direct flip. Now, sold, 
you know, hundreds of thousands of copies of my book and traveled, spoken over 80 countries and impacted millions of people, you know, in a loving relationship, have my relationship back with my first daughter, daughter to my second, I mean, uh, uh, father to my second daughter, Soul, who's two years old, and um, living the life that I actually want to live instead of one that was just handed to me. Mm. What an intro. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I want to dive in on something real quick because this is, um, and this is something that that, uh, I've been sharing with the fatherhoods about just, you know, the trials and tribulations of the children as they're coming up and the, you know, building confidence, feeling anxiety. How do you, you know, how do you kind of instill the confidence in them? How do you help them flip the switches that they need and everything? And you said something right at the beginning about uh, learning to be your own medicine. And to me, that's like that. That's a lot of what we preach at home of like, yeah, there's all these other things that can help you, whatever it is you're going through. But how do you get the tools, and especially for kids, how do you get the tools to flip the switch and be your own medicine to to get through whatever it is you're going through? How did how did you flip that switch, and how do you teach people to to do that? That's a, that, that's a great question. Honestly, um, it was community. I acted like who I hung out with. And they say you are the five closest people that you surround yourself around. When I was homeless, 200, close to $250,000 in debt, lowest point of my life, somebody introduced me to a healthy, active lifestyle community. Now I knew nothing about health. All I knew was whatever my mom cooked, being from the South, and just that that was my own a smoothie with half a pound of sugar in it. That was healthy. Mm. For me. So when I immersed myself in a community of people who were living in the direction that I wanted to live, not doing the same things, complaining about the same things, complaining about the news, the weather, skin color, the president, whatever, people that were goal-driven, that were going somewhere in life, and they were forward thinkers. I had never been exposed to that environment before. So by me continuously surrounding myself around that environment online and in person, my it, it's like a form of language, you know? And so my form of the way that I was talking to myself changed the way the words that were coming out of my mouth, my own health, I lost 40 pounds, put on 19 pounds of muscle at age 32. And I didn't even know that you could do that. So it was the power of community. It was the power of turning off the damn TV, stop scrolling, even though I was living in my car, but I was still finding a way to like scroll and be over at other people's house. And I took that, I call it energy transmutation. I took that energy and transmuted it into something that would actually have me moving forward. That was reading books, taking free leadership courses. um, And like John C. Maxwell says, successful people are willing to do the things that unsuccessful people won't won't do. I realized I was listening to the wrong people. Hmm. So from the community change, from the books that I was reading, the stuff that I was putting into my mind, 
whatever you put in is going to eventually turn into the physical equivalent. Right. Garbage in, garbage out, right? Garbage yeah. in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. So I was shifting myself because of the community, not putting garbage in, turn off the TV, stop scrolling, stop chasing women at the nightclubs, and I started chasing a better version of myself. Now, I had to be aware that there was value in that first, because sometimes people just aimlessly do it. I saw value in changing because I didn't like my life. And whatever you place value on, that's where you'll show up and put your time, effort, energy, and money into. So that's the first place where I started and it was the lowest point of my life. So I couldn't see a silver lining. I could only see the environment that I was around and what could be possible for me. And you can't be what you can't see. So having those examples at arm's reach or that I was studying and reading, that was the that was the launching pad for me. And how to to get the other piece of that question, like how, how do you go about helping other people see that kind of clarity that you stumbled upon? I will tell you this. <laughs> I remember I remember being in the ninth grade and I saw a letterman's jacket for the first time. Mind you, I saw it. Yeah. I didn't know what a letterman's jacket was until I saw it. And I said to my friend, hey, what's that? They're like, oh, it's a varsity jacket. I'm like, how do you get it? So you can't be what you can't see. People need less people talking and more people being the actual example of integrity, honor, leadership, uh, self-respect, self-love. And there's not a lot of seen examples out there because the examples that we have honestly are shit. Yep. Not everybody, but people that are being glorified Mm-hmm. so it's that it's me being the example first and then anything that I share any book that I refer it comes with that built-in trust that I've you know that I've earned over time and I also teach these things I share these things not from a way of like it's theory it's my lived experience how people feel when they're around me or my vessel, and like you know, whatever that is, your marriage, your family, your money, your businesses, the, uh, when your whole life rises like that, whatever you teaching, I wanna learn. So I turn everything that I do into a product because a billionaire taught me, there's like, you wanna grow a great business, find out where everybody's going and see where they missed and create a business around that. Where they missed is how to, create a compelling life while pursuing your worthwhile goals and, and, and causes. But let me ask you, um, for anybody watching this or listening that has a broken relationship with a child, their child, talk about you reconnecting with your, your daughter, right? Yeah. Um, and did she believe, cause I'm assuming you reconnected after your transformation. During, because I'm still transforming. Right. So did she accept it? Did she, did she, like, you know, was there any resistance? Because sometimes people, when they have broken relationships or they lose trust in someone, they don't believe who they are portraying themselves to be when they're changing. Yeah. And I'm going to, I want everybody who's taking notes. Matter of fact, take notes, write this word down. Whatever anyone perceives of you, will be 
the way that you continuously show up to them. Mm. It's based off of perception, how they project of you. You've got to show them another projection and not just one time. So ultimately, I would try these things. I'm trying. I hope I hope Kylia sees that I've changed and nothing would ever happen because her projection of me was the same. And I remember doing a 10 day silent retreat out in the wilderness. I was like, yo, I'm willing to try anything. And (laughs) I never would have known that silence, me sitting still for long enough to realize how much of my power that I gave away. And at the end of this silent retreat, when we were allowed to talk, a guy named Steve came up to me. He was like, you're a good looking guy. Safe to say you can get any girl you want. And I was like, yeah. He said, get a date with your daughter. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, she's a girl. And at this time she was 15. She's 22, almost 22 now. And I was like, oh my goodness, what do women want? And I was surrounded by women, but I've never asked them what they want. They want to feel seen, heard, acknowledged, and they want to feel safe. But I've never pursued from that lens. I've always said, I hope she sees that I've changed. So here I am speaking on stages, 30,000 people, 20,000 people. My daughter, nothing. So here's what I did. And I need everybody to hear this really clearly, whether you have kids or not, or you plan to have kids. Your perception of yourself can alter the projection of the person that's creating the block. My perception is, oh, I hope she sees that I'm changing. Everybody else saw a strong, a strong man, but I was weak. You're doubting yourself. I, because of that. So here's what I did. I shifted my own words to myself. I am the most powerful representation of who my daughter will marry one day. I didn't have an example of what that representation, because there was no man in my life that modeled that. So I had to create it of myself in my mind. And all of a sudden I started thinking different thoughts. It was like this spiritual puppet master being like, ask her this question based off of who I said I was. And from there, I was pursuing her. I'm taking her out on it. Hey, you want to go on a date? Get your best dress. Don't worry about anything. I got it. Get magazine ready. And then her mom goes, what did you do to my daughter? I'm like, what are you talking about? She was like, she's in her closet, all giddy, trying on 15 different (laughs) outfits. (laughs) Within three weeks, she goes, daddy, you're different. And I could build off of that. And I just kept saying, I am the most powerful representation of who my daughter will marry one day. For some people, who my future daughter will marry one day, or who my unborn kids will be married to. Like whatever that is for you, it's your perception of yourself can alter the projection of the other. You you talk so you mentioned you lived out of your car for a couple of years. Was that after you and your ex parted ways and your baby girl? Well, now she's twenty one, but she was already born, correct? She was the two thousand and one. I just couldn't figure it out for all those years, and then I 
went to I went to prison from 2003 to 2005 overseas and then I got out and then I was trying to figure out my life but like life didn't stop while time stopped while I was in prison I get out and I still couldn't figure it out then I signed this deal like with the songs that I wrote while I was in prison I signed the deal with uh Ludo over at DTP and did this really big deal I ended up leaving that label the album never came out and I just couldn't get my 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 gears. I, I couldn't I couldn't get it together. So over that time, it was just a continuum of Garen's a failure. Garen's a failure. Garen's a failure. So it wasn't like this, it was an overtime thing. And then it wasn't until afterwards where, you know, the question that you asked after I got out of prison when all, where all that stuff started happening. But your daughter was born right before you went to prison. Right before I went to prison. Like I literally okay. was like, what was I doing smuggling uh-huh. these drugs in the height of my modeling and an acting career, billboards and Times Square and all these different magazines and Nietzsche and, and freaking Wilson's leather, all these things. And I'm in prison. And my daughter was just born. Mm. Wow. So what? So and on top of that, like you said, like it felt like your career was on on a, on the rise, right? Yeah. Even though you were hustling on the side, whatever. But things were taking off for you. You were about to become the next VJ on uh, TRL, wasn't that the case? Yeah. But yeah. let me ask you this: during during this time where things are taking off and you're doing all this, are you feeling good about yourself? Mm. Or is it a met or, or did you still not have that confidence inside of you? From the awareness that I had, I felt good, but felt good to me back then was our girls liking me. Am I making some money? It was all this like surface level stuff. It was superficial stuff. Inner peace or sleeping good at night and not hearing voices looking in the mirror when the truth shows up. And nobody is around and I'm actually proud of what I see. It wasn't that because that's who I am now. But back then, according to the level of awareness, and that's why it went back down because I wasn't aware of what was causing the up. So I was like, oh, I'm lucky. I'm so lucky. I was so lucky to the point where when people say, oh, you're doing good. You look amazing. You're next on the rise. I'm like, I know. Mm -hmm. So ego got in the way. Mm. But when you when you got pinched, right? All this stuff is happening. Things are, relatively speaking, on the career path, doing well. You you get caught overseas. First and foremost, we hear bad shit about getting caught overseas and going to prison. <laughs> I mean, prison's bad no matter where you go, but that's that's the shit we kind of get served on TV. But so you you find out you're having this kid, and all this shit kind of your whole world collapses in kind of one moment. Born. Oh, she was our. She was. She was already born. She was born in '01. I went in 2002. So she was mm. Okay. So what's going through your head at that point? Like you, you felt like you, you didn't love yourself enough. What transpires right and, when? And, that hold, and to add to Manny, did, were you involved from the minute she was born? Were you, were you actively involved? I was involved the way my daddy was involved. I'm there, but I don't know what actual presence is. So I'm trying, and then there are certain things being said about me, and I, my ego got bruised, and I didn't know how to keep staying when somebody says, well, I don't want you to come and see 
see Kylea. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, then I'm not going to come. Mm. And so I was just so unaware of how to move and still be that solid pillar in a child's life because no one outside of my mom, but no man was a solid pillar for me. So I had no example of what that was during that time when I was 21 years old. Hmm. What does that look like now? Like now that you've, you've gained so much awareness, when you think about what a pillar looks like, and I think I know you're going to be like, yeah, I'm that now, at least the way you intended it to be. Right. But like, think about society at large. Cause I'm, I'm a firm believer. We as men fall short a lot of times when it comes to this thing called parenthood. Right. And so one of the things, the one of the reasons I do this and I started fly dad was to try to help level up from a point of confidence. Right. Cause I think we get caught up in this whole, like I'm the man of the house shit. And that locks us into this place where we can't have conversations that are real with other men to try to help each other elevate. So when you look at the world now, what is a pillar, like a solid pillar man look like? <laughs> oh, this is, this could be a whole nother <laughs> nine, 10 series. Um, someone who has emotional intelligence. Oh, I like that you started there. Uh, and most don't because we weren't taught that. So you've right. literally got to reparent yourself or find some type of mentor who has emotional intelligence that like, you're intelligent with your emotions. Because the moment that you lack self-discipline or you lack control of your emotions, I don't care how much muscle you have, how great you can fight, what kind of gun you can tote and all these different things, the moment you have no control over your emotions. You are the weakest person in the room. And then it becomes the bear roaring and it becomes all this other outward expressed stuff. And when you have emotional intelligence or you're seeking to have emotional intelligence and you're leading your own life, like you literally know how to lead your own life, protect and provide for your family, but then also understand um, that freedom never come from outside because that's, that's, that's a different kind of freedom. It, it's always going to come from inside. You know, I learned that in prison and losing my freedom. I discovered my freedom. So, um, and learning how to lead and how to communicate and respecting yourself, being with an honor and integrity, I think that makes up the makeup of the 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 actual nature design of a man and i think that we are so far away men and women we are so far away from nature's design that's why this whole world is backwards right now that's what i feel it's like anything that's out of alignment with nature causes chaos anything that's in alignment with nature causes flow so for me it's like, how can I be the highest version of myself and then lead my life in such a way that other people discover freedom inside of themselves? And that, to me, provides safe space for our women. It provides, you know, them suckers out there that they talk big. They only talk big to people they know they can talk big to. 
but somebody who's leading their life with a specific kind of aura, regardless of what you look like, there's an energy that is so present and potent about you that it's almost like you're protected, you're favored, you're, you're, you're guided because you're operating in your own natural state. Mm. That's who I am today and continuously wanting to evolve. And if you have kids, they're going to pick up on that, or at least you're showing, you're leading by example, 100%. People don't do what you say, they do what they see. And they respond to your energy. I remember being a little kid and walking around my mom and dad, not knowing what fight was or uh, arguments were. And I could feel this nasty energy. I'm like, what is that? I'm like three and four years old. I remember the energy because I know what it's like whenever I used to get in arguments. I'm like, yo, that's the feeling I felt. So now having that and then having a wife who's emotionally intelligent, these are courses that we take and teach. Um, when we argue, we'll put baby soul right on the counter and talk to her. This is even when she was five weeks old. So this is not your fault. Mommy and daddy are just learning how to communicate better. Mm. And what I notice now when she's two, she resolves the same way it was modeled. Wow. Yo, that's, that's like a bulletproof vest for, for a kid. Because like if they know how to pick up how to do that, like very rarely are they going to get caught you know, in, in that emotionally unintelligent space. They have the tool already to kind of parse what's going on and like, you know, process the shit where not not the case. Like what you just said took me back like this past week. My my oldest, she's 16. She felt comfortable enough. We were just watching TV, the three of us, my wife, her and I. And she comes out and she's like, oh, my wife randomly. We like to check with our kids, like how they're feeling about us. So she just randomly asked, like, what do you think about your parents now? Like just open-ended question hmm. and and she's like oh no sorry she said what would you change what's the one thing you would change about your parents if you could and i look at my wife like fuck you really want to fuck up what we watching right now with this <laughs> deep a good question <laughs> but you know i shut myself up and i let it ride and and i'm i'm a little bit afraid because what's about to come out of her mouth i i have a short time i've had a short temper and I, she's been my training wheel. She was my first kid. Like, you know, you learn a lot through that process. And so I'm like terrified, like, fuck what she's going to, what am I going to be hung on the cross here for? And, and she was like, mom, when you scream, like it really like, you know, gets us in a bad spot. And I feel like you need a little bit more patience. All right, cool. She took it, let it ride. And then she turns to me and she goes, <laughs> <laughs> she goes, dad, your patience is terrible. And I was like, fuck, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And this one time I remember it vividly because back to the energy, right? Like that you, you, you give out. She was like, you got so mad at, at my brother and I thought you were going to hurt him. And mm. I was like, but I, but I didn't even like, I didn't even like threaten to like hit Raise my kid. Hand, right. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that. But the, the tone that I carried my the physical that you're holding yeah the emotional response like physical all of that was menacing to her and that's a vivid memory it, obviously i felt like complete shit but at the same time i was like damn yo like i'm so glad that she's comfortable enough to like 
hold me accountable. And last week I, I told you another story e, about how she's do, she's done this. And and that trauma still lives with her. And so I'm like, fuck, how do I, I've gotten way better, but there's, like you said, the evolution doesn't stop. So I'm always trying to find opportunities to have them release what they're feeling and then try to make amends, but also course correct at the same time. And I find that is something, it's it's difficult for human beings, I would say, but a lot of the fathers that I speak with, that is something that is like, the ego gets too too involved and doesn't allow them the grace to be able to find atonement with their kids. I'm I'm wondering if those men that you're talking to have a healthy men community. It's a great question. It's something that we talk about a lot here on yeah, the fatherhoods. Because I before I moved to Austin, I didn't have I didn't have a, a relationship with men at all because my dad, my brother, like they ruined it for me when it came to men because I saw all of them like that. And when I moved to Austin, I was like, damn, this is my next edge. I'm going to have to lean in. So I literally created one of the biggest uh, men's groups in Austin called Empowered Brotherhood because I knew I needed it. So I created mm. it, the thing I needed. I didn't know mm. men's work, but I knew humans work. So I just know how to like teach you know human potential when it comes to all humans. And the things that I noticed that we all shared a lot of the same stories. So my story, like if you shared something and then you had a breakthrough, all of a sudden I get to benefit from your breakthrough. Cause I was like, damn, I'm not alone. I don't have to carry this myself. Yeah. Wow. So being able to be vulnerable and feel safe enough to share things that I stuffed away and turn into unhealthy behaviors in the past was the single most greatest thing that I could do um uh, as a man to be able to heal in those areas yeah it's it's critically important i would say like and it's something we overlook because again like it feels weird to be like yo let me go talk to these dudes about this issue i'm having or this or just yo i fucked up and here's how and like just having that kind that in a lot of ways like the reason why we started this podcast was was for that it's like this is our micro community of like accountability and just being able to lean on each other and and expose those things. Because I tell I tell my my partners here all the time, like, yo, this this thing we're doing that we've been doing for five years that you know we probably have five listeners. Shout out to all five of y'all. <laughs> um, it it has taught me so much, of, and I've been able to apply so many things in my parenting. And I'm the one with the oldest kid. So a lot of times they ask me questions because I've experienced more with my kid, what my oldest. But the reality is the things that they're going through, I'm learning from all the time. And because they're open enough to share and us have conversation around it, like it improves every day. I'm I'm finding a new nugget, right? So it's it's tremendously important. But but I, I do I know we're running short on time. And I, I wanna, I guess, ask another question that's gonna taper off into something E's gonna be going through in a minute. Like, Yo, wait a second. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I got one. No, I gotta go pick up my son in a minute. So I'm gonna quietly dip in a sec, but and oh, then I'll let you f- end it off. But okay. I do. I do have a question for my own thought process. So when you have, um, you know, seems like you you're in a good headspace, continually transforming, getting better. You know, uh, as humans, we all have the negative thoughts that 
will try to creep in. How do you how do you redirect that and flip the positive? Do you have those kind of because I always look at it as like we have dual conversation. Like when I tell my son this, I'm like, look, you got to be able to learn how to talk to yourself. Like there's two of you or or multiple people inside of your head so that you can check the one that's not doing the right thing or causing the negative the negative feelings and check them with the positive so you can flip it around. Um, and that's just something I'm trying to hammer in his head. So I am looking for other ways to try to drill that in his head. And, and, and I'm, and I'm guessing you have some good theories on that. He's 11. Okay. Um, it goes back to the conversation we had before garbage in garbage out, but Mm -hmm. here's how momentum works. And when you think about Superman, you know, there's this train locomotive train coming strong as Superman is every single time it pushes him back. So he's got to put 10 times the velocity, not the same velocity, it's 10 times the velocity and it's still pushing him back. And then it goes that way. Anything that you change, anything that you're wanting to redirect and alter, if it's going in one direction, that means that momentum is the locomotive train. So if you're having them reading a I'd have him read that book four or five times, the same book. That's why I read The Power of Positive Thinking between the paperback and audiobook uh, over 300 times since, 2000 and, since, since 2002. Like, I was like, I keep reading the book because great things keep happening. And then they're like, Garen, no matter what happens, how are you so positive? And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's what I keep feeding myself. That's what I listen to. And so if you think about how a song works, it taps into your subconscious. You listen to the song over and over and over, not even if you're trying to memorize it, but somehow you can't stop mimicking the lyrics. You can't stop saying, I can't get this hook out of my head. It grew on me. People, it's important that people learn how to have things positive things grow on them in their life in this negative society you are what you keep focusing on or or what you keep getting exposed to so what i would do if i were you is do you you guys spend a lot of time together oh yeah all the time Mm -hmm. every single time when you're in the car if you're working out if you're doing dishes and everything let them see you modeling the thing that you're actually intentionally wanting him to see. Oh, daddy keeps listening to this thing. He keeps listening to this thing. It's like, oh my, this is so good. Not like, hey, do you want to hear it? It's, I can't stop listening to it. You get into the car, you hear the same thing. So even if it's not him intentionally listening, it's getting into his subconscious because he's going, <laughs> something's going to get into his subconscious somewhere at school, the media, TikTok, the scrolling, everything. So what's the, 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 the Superman? What's the 10 times velocity? Let the 10 times velocity come from what comes out of your mouth, what you're saying, what you're thinking, what you're reading in front of him, what you're, what you're allowing yourself to be exposed to while he's in your presence. And it's automatically going to get off get off on him that's what i would do it's by way of exposure and example that's great that's great just to to put that in kind of a layman's term also i saw this video uh, the other day on social media 
and it was showing uh this family where the the baby i don't know how old the baby was one or two years old or not even a baby but it's very young toddler was sitting playing on on a on like a carpet thing and every day the parents were cleaning up the toys and lifting up the carpet for you saw this manny for the mom to sweep under the carpet right and the dad would would lift up the carpet so that the mom could sweep under it every day every day every day and then all of a sudden the dad wasn't there and the little toddler gets up while the mom's sweeping and lifts up the carpet and the whole point of the video was to show like how the example of the repetition the consistency of the child seeing this now the child learned the behavior and also is it, it, it implemented it as soon as it saw that the dad wasn't there to be helpful to the mom. And I, no, that's true. No, it's, it, it all hits home. It's true. I mean, even I, I was away on work last last week and I, I'm typically the one who in the evening I'll like get all the vitamins together for like myself and my wife and, you know, and then. So he stepped up when I wasn't there and she, my wife texted me. She's like, Oh yeah, he got, he went and got the vitamins for me and said, mom, here, you got to take your, <laughs> your vitamins, give me awesome. the water because he's seeing that all the time. So that, that, that's, that hammers home for sure. So now, yeah, go. And so now what is your 10 X velocity? Cause then there's the action and then there is 10 X velocity. If you're wanting to change something, it's uh, mm. this is all I see. I'm in the mirror every single day since soul was born. I am powerful. I am beautiful. I am amazing. I'm a child of God. I'm extraordinary. I'm a solution finder. You know what she does now? Two. I'm powerful. I'm a child of God. I'm extraordinary. <laughs> it's being it's being modeled, and I I do it every day. As soon as I go and wake her up. Yo, a lot of this stuff I do it privately. I got to dip. I'm gonna be quiet. Yeah. You guys keep going, but yeah. yo, we gotta have right, you back bro. on for sure. Yeah, um, Gary, we, we yeah. gotta do this again. Much but respect. Appreciate be you. Safe, K. All right, yeah, be safe. Later. But yo, Gary, you you just said it, and I'm like, why don't I do it publicly in front of my kids? And the first thing that came to my mind is I'm embarrassed. Well, affirmations, affirmations, like positive stuff. Like I'm I'm on a call every morning. For a year and it's a it's a mindset call and we have a coach leads us through kind of a thought of the day and we dig into it every morning every morning doesn't matter what day it is holiday doesn't matter the, the call is a standing call 15 minutes and i purposely try to like put myself i mean one is for focus but i think i'm bullshitting myself also because really i could hear the conversation fine and it's still expose it to the rest of my family and it'd be fine so as you were speaking, Garen, I'm like, yo, I'm scared. Like, I'm afraid of the potential judgment of what my kids might be like, yo, dad's bugging out. Like, what is he listening? Because they know me as, yo, he's listening to hip hop when they hear me listening to something, right? Or when I'm watching stuff, they do see me doing a lot of entrepreneurial stuff when it comes to watching. So it's, it's funny because now it's piquing their interest on the business tip but not on the mindset stuff. And it's more me preaching to them the things that I'm learning and understanding versus yeah. them hearing it direct. Yeah, and I think more than anything, the step further that you can do is not only share with them what you're doing, context for a kid. Like I, I spoke to this little kid, I didn't even know him. They're like, my son just won't 
I'm like, yo, who's your favorite superhero? They're like, da 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 da. Do you want to have powers like him? Yeah. Same thing his mom was trying to say. Well, when you do this, you develop the discipline. What's discipline? Strength, longevity. What's longevity? You can do it for a long time. You want to have those powers for a long time? Yeah. So when you do this, you will have superhero powers for a long time, and you'll be able to protect your family and other people when you get older. Done. Hasn't shifted <laughs> since then. So it's like the context speaking into their language, what it is that you're doing and what that could lead to, that, that'll the greatest seed that you can plant. Yeah, yeah. And it's the, and I think what's important for people to know is that it really consistency is so important here Oof. because oftentimes you think, oh, uh, you'll try something with your child and they're children, they're young children and, you know, they're, they, they, they squirrel and they're not even, they divert immediately, but it's really that seed that you planted and you keep watering, you keep watering, you keep watering, you keep watering and eventually it grows and and they eventually it catches up with them and it's 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 in their subconscious and then they get it at at different levels of their life just like how we all grew up saying ah you know our parents said you know don't do this yeah ah, whatever you don't know mom or you don't know dad or whatever and when you get older and you mature it kicks in and those lessons that you were hearing forever that never made sense to you you're like they don't know they're out of touch if 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 you if you're lucky they kick in perfectly we were yeah. like, oh, I can implement that now in my life. And that only came from them consistently drilling that into you. When, before Soul was born, because I hadn't yet had a, 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 a kid as this version of myself, because I was right. so unaware of uh, my first daughter. Um, and I was on this like parenting forum and they were like, well, what's the best thing that we can do? And it's like, teach the kids emotional intelligence. Are you crazy? Kids can't learn. Their brains haven't developed some, some to their eight. I was like, but a kid can learn five different languages in Europe by the mm -hmm. time that they're five years old, but they can't learn that. Well, who are they going to learn it from? The parents at home, <laughs> what they're doing, how they're speaking to one another how they treat one another, the level of communication, their tone of voice, all these different things. And so I think that that personal example, the consistency and you not being afraid to be who you really are and express the things that work for, for you. Because some people, I've heard parents say things like, oh, I'll teach them when they're 15. Yeah. No, now, like right yeah. now, let them let it while they're encoded, like let it code. And just like you said, um, um, it's going to kick in. And when it kicks in, they're like, damn, they picked up on that quick. No, it was planted a long time ago. Right. It just manifested in the moment where it made sense. And now you can Absolutely. see the, the representation. And, and also to the to the parents out there listening, you know, because they might see this version of you that seems so well put together, so aligned and, and people out there are just struggling with life and, and they're fumbling all the time. Consistency is, is really it's, it's longevity. 
you you have to allow yourself to we're all going to make mistakes we're all going to have bad days you know but i think that if you commit not i think i know that if you commit to something and you keep you know watering that seed in all the different ways that you can and you really intend for the most positive outcome for your child for your family for yourself all throughout those struggles throughout those 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 moments of of fumbling you will come out of it the better you, the better family, the better child. Yeah, I, yeah, I, th- I, I think what Garen said though is, it, I mean, you're, you're you're summarizing it, E, but but what hit me was like you just have to make that decision, right? Absolutely. Like, like when Garen was sleeping out of his car, and that moment, that day and time that he he noted earlier when that that homeless person came up to him and told him change your mindset, like that's when it sounds like he made that decision. He was like, okay. That makes sense. I'm going to do that. And then what it doesn't like a lot of people get caught up on the how. Right. So like you say to somebody, yo, you can do whatever you want. And they're like, how sway? Like, that's what everybody, you know, right away. And I think if people just forget about the how for a minute and just focus on the decision, yo, the how comes, bro. Like you just got to have that goal in mind and the doors will open. The seas will part. Everything will line itself up when it's next, when the time comes you just got to be open-minded enough and still focus on that decision in order to go pers- you know, pursue it and attain it. And I want to add to this because a lot of people will be like, well, just how, just how, just how. I said, if you were in your house, it was three o'clock in the morning, and then you got a call, an emergency call, saying that your kid who's staying at a friend's house that house is on fire right now. What would you do if you didn't have a car? Everything that you can to get there as fast as you can. Most people don't realize how much their life, their life's house is on fire. So they move at a snail's pace. But when the pain of change becomes greater than the pain of staying the same, that's when somebody will do something about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, sometimes, especially in the black community, it's like, I'm not going to the hospital ever until all of a sudden you get you know, something not working right. They was like, damn, you could have taken care of this if you got regular checkups, at least in my family, don't know. In the past, nobody went to the hospital until somebody was about to die. Then they started yeah. like, oh my God, let me... This is people how, how people treat their lives. And I mm-hmm. think that what I want to say to parents out there, you're not doing anything wrong. You're a great mom. You're a great dad. However, if you know that you are giving your absolute best, raise your hand. Be honest. Be honest. Don't You can lie to me. You can lie, lie to us. Don't lie to yourself. Right. Now, if you know that you could be a bigger person, a better person, you could pay attention more. If you could lean in more, lean into your edges more, study more, get coaches and all kinds. If you know that you could do that, the question is, why not? And the moment you get that why, your how going to be real easy. Yo, that's it. Uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. <laughs> you can't say nothing else after that. Um, get, but actually, before we wrap, um, we were going to talk about something that EFN is going through starting tonight. Right. Um, we'll save that tidbit, but know that 
EFN is going to be on a solo mission with two kids for three days. Um, tonight to to Saturday night. So okay, it'll so it's, it's practically because they're going to be asleep by the time my wife gets back. Right. So this is the first time he's going through this experience. So we will have a full summary of yeah. what goes down next week. So please tune in. EFN with three and a five year old. Yeah, hey. buddy. <laughs> Halloween parties, dance classes, everything. I'm, I got to go take them to everything. <laughs> I got to do everything. I can't, I can't wait to hear. But, Garen, um, a pleasure to see you again, my brother. Thank you so much for, for imparting all this wisdom. Your perspectives are always so dope. I know you do a lot of events. Well, maybe not a lot. But you do several events throughout the year where you you have people come through. Um, yeah. I think you know it might be around the country. But for sure, I know in Texas, you, you do a couple yeah. of these. Can you tell the people a little bit about that and how they can get down? So I run these transformational retreats uh, called Awaken the Artist Within. The artist is the little kid who remembers. So it's deep, it's fun, it's magical. And anything that's in, a, in the way of you living as your fullest, most authentic expression will come out. The only difference is you're surrounded around 70 people in a very safe environment with very high level elite coaches that are uh, with the intention of supporting you and being in your bigness. That's one. The next one is in June. And then there's my mastermind that I do with high level leaders. It's like your favorite coach's favorite coach takes these containers to learn how to lead effectively, not just lead followers, but lead leaders and be a leader yourself. And then also learn about business and how to take a holistic approach to your business and um, and your life, oftentimes you learn how to make your next effortless million. But that is my most, that's one of my favorite containers. And that starts in January, the 12 week mastermind. And then the retreat's going to be in Costa Rica. So you can find it all on my website, garenjones.com or uh, on Instagram, uh, garen.jones. Perfect. Thank you. Oh. Um, we'll put that information in the show notes as well. So please check that out. Garen, thank you so much, my brother. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank y'all as well. Peace. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child.